you know, excited about gaining victory. Um, wasn't an easy day, um, but they hung together and they fought. Um, I thought field positioning was a component of the first half. I thought we we gave up a, a kickoff return to midfield. Um, we uh, had two touchbacks on punt circumstances when we had a chance to put them on a long field. We had some penalties in the punt return game. Uh, so the field positioning component probably made it a little bit more uncomfortable than it should have been. Um, thought maybe Deontay scored um, on that one, uh, but then we fumbled a few plays later. We got to take care of the football, lost points there. So, you know, I don't know that the score was kind of reflective of how we were operating, uh, but that's football. That's how things go. Uh, we did what we needed to do to win the game, and I'm appreciative of the efforts. Um, from an injury standpoint, I think George just got the wind knocked out of him. Talking about Pickens, um, Calvin uh, maybe hurt his ankle there late, but I don't know the extent of that. Um, we'll see where those roads lead us. But um, AFC North football, man, road venue. Um, I'm just appreciative of the win today and the efforts uh, that produced it. It's a new season, baby. Stills for seven podcast. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's still a gang. It's a gang. It's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a gang, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a gang, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division, Super Bowl, let's <laughs> win it. Still a nation, what's going on? It's your man Kev Easy here. I'm joined by the guys, my man Dreadhead and my guy Money Mitch. You already know, man. The Steelers get the W dub, winning, beating the Bengals 16 to 10. Fellas. What is y'all takeaway from this game? Oh, man. We got the job done, boys. Now, I got my little criticism like everybody else. Was it the prettiest win? Was it the flashiest win? By no means. But it is definitely a step in the right direction. Definitely. I will say that. We got the dub, and I only see improvement from here on out. Uh, I love what I saw for my offense, bro. From a play calling perspective, I, I love what I saw. The fact that we kept the defense off balance, they were sharp, they was efficient. Um, besides the Warren fumble and and getting behind the, the chains a little bit, I was kind of disappointed with that. Like we kept having penalties and stuff like that. Getting behind the chains and getting off schedule, I think threw us off a little bit. But I feel like we can get better from this. And we can't do nothing. We we damn sure can't get worse. So so we can't do yeah, nothing but get so better. Bad. I'm I'm looking for I'm looking forward to seeing these next couple of games. To be honest with you, and seeing how yeah. the play call. I I kind of felt like Sullivan was going to be a good play caller. I just didn't know what the game plan was going to be. You see what I'm saying? So I'm glad to see that they they all got it together and the communication looked great too. Yeah, yeah. Now. In his second game back, this man put out some crazy numbers. No touchdowns, but he definitely delivered. And I'm talking about Pat Fry move, man. 
My man had nine oh, catches yeah. for a buck twenty. You know what I'm saying? But how y'all feel about his involvement in this game? What did I tell y'all in our initial prediction video? Didn't I tell y'all that the number one thing they do is get they need to do is get the tight ends more involved? Mm -hmm. I was right on the money with that. I yeah, was you right. Were. I was freaking right on the money. Get the tight ends involved, and we didn't put up 400 yards for no reason. We're gonna get more to that too, as far as the whole Matt Canada's absence. Like we're gonna talk about that later. But yes, as far as what I saw from the uh, the passing game. Kenny Pickett looked a hell of a lot more comfortable. And like I said, we got the tight ends involved. Not only did we get Frymuth involved, who arguably had the best game of his career, but we also got um, uh, Connor Haywood involved a lot more, too. Connor Haywood? I ain't even know yeah. Connor Haywood for the pass. I seen Dwayne Washington for the pass yeah. and Drag Bam was like eight yards with his ass. Oh, yeah. um, but you yeah, was on Connor the money with the... Uh, with the uh, yards. He was on the money with the tight end thing, but my thing was is that they went to they went to the middle of the field with the tight ends, and then he threw one, one bomb to Deontay down the sideline, and then he threw another one to Pickens later in the game. I was like, that's what would need to happen to back them safeties off so we can run the football. And like and and to me, to me, the, the MVP of the game to me was Sullivan. Mm. Honestly, he was he was the MVP of the game because I swear. He he kept he kept them all balanced like hell. Then I heard people talking about something. Their defense was trash. I'm like, I don't know what games y'all been watching the Bengals play. Their defense ain't been trash. Like I'm like, I don't know what they were talking about, man. Some people just be saying stuff, man. Just, yeah, man. Yeah, they don't want to give people credit. My biggest none. One thing that stuck out to me, guys, about this game, it was the time of possession. Um, mm -hmm. we cooked them with time of possession, man. We had the ball for 37 minutes and they only had it for 22. Like, none of the Steeler games was that lopsided in our favor as far as that. And we had 22 first downs today, 10. 22 first downs for us, you'd have thought we put two games together to get the 22. I swear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we was good on third down as well. We was 8 of 17. Like, just the fact that we were efficient. We wasn't able to get the touchdowns like we wanted. But as far as this being efficient, where do y'all see this going from here? Well, the first thing I was watching, I was like, well, is this the same Steelers team you've been seeing all year long? Who are you? And what the hell have you done with the team we've been watching? I was impressed. I mean, because the Steelers, despite our record, we haven't looked this good as far as a complete game in a while. It's been a while since we looked this good. And I look like I said, I look forward to seeing it a lot more because Kenny looked a lot more poised, a lot more comfortable, especially with somebody different calling the plays. And a lot of the guys, you know, behind that line, you know, Pickens, um, the um, let's see, Deontay Johnson, we'll get to him in a second. But yeah, a lot of the guys, you know, you know, they looked a lot more comfortable too. And once again, our running game was shining. Like, you know, the one-two punch with Najee and um and uh Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren. Like, you know, they you know, they they looked a hell of a lot better. minus Jalen Warren's fumble. Like I said, there was a couple of little miscues, a couple of little hiccups, but hey, we came away with the dub. And the only problem that I really saw is is that really we should have dropped at least 24 points on these guys. But other than that, solid game. Well, we got we got one took in the way with that that play Deontay made in the end zone. That was a touchdown. Yeah, it um, was. That was that was a clear touchdown. I, I, I wish Mike Tom. 
real quick, how y'all feel about what? Mike Thomas' explanation about that, saying they wasn't showing the replay on the big screen, you know, and um, it was tough for him to try to see, like, if that was worth challenging. Like, how y'all feel? Yeah, about that? I, I think that's something that happens to every away team at other stadiums. They didn't show it like that on the, on TV until after the play happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, after they already ran another play, then they kept putting it on the TV. But that was a damn catch. That was, yeah. that was, that was, that was a damn catch. Um, I'm, I, I'm, 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 everything that Dre said, I, I 100% agree with. Um, My only thing is now, I need to see more consistency from Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need to see more consistency from him. But it's some people within our when I I, I have to address this because I just finished talking to a lot of guys in my still a group about this, bro. Everyone is making this big damn issue about Deontay not running after the the ball curry. I was like, yo, he probably didn't even think it was a fucking fumble, right? And who cares? We won the game, bro. We won the game. I like it, it's it's amazing to me that this is a big deal, but the fact that Jaden Warren fumbled. Is is like a footnote. Like no one even talking about that. Right. I'm like, come on, man. Like, can't uh, the, the thing was we was worried about our offense, right? We was worried about how our offense was going to look, how it was going to look at the fire in Canada. Offense looked pretty damn good. Like like Dre said, we should have scored a little more points, but I think that'll come. And we're talking about one play that didn't mean nothing, nothing. Like it's ridiculous, man. How you, right. how you feel about that, Dred, what he said? Oh, yeah, 100%. Especially, and see, here's the thing. Mike Tomlin is good for rolling the dice on those challenges. Normally, that's a Mike Tomlin challenge. Now, you can argue whether he went, but the thing is, we all know how the Steelers get the crap end on calls like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesse James. But, yeah, um, yeah, we usually get the crap end on calls. But I, I actually think that if Mike Tomlin would have called that challenge, I think he would have won it. And that would have put a lot. That would have put more points on the board. Now, the as replay, far as our overall, replay yeah. guy said the same thing. He said the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's no debating it. And the thing is, I know that, you know, myself included, a lot of us have given Deontay Johnson crap for a lot of dropped passes. But the thing is, that one was clearly his. And pardon my French, but it's part of the rule to say, if you are in the end zone, because the same thing happened to uh, Jesse James like five or six years ago on, on that um, when we were playing the Patriots. They say that the ball has to completely, you know, the ball can't, um, you have to secure the catch. But see, here's the thing. When you take one, two, three steps in that end zone and then pull the ball into your body, then it doesn't matter if you're, guess what? If you're in the end zone, that's the touchdown. It doesn't even matter if the ball survives the ground at that point once you cross. Once you break the plane, the play is over. You know what, you know what make it worse? He made like three steps, tucked the ball, elbow hit out of bounds. And still had the ball. Once his elbow hit out of bounds, that's it. It's over. It's over. That's the NFL rule. But we get screwed on that rule time and time again. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, but you know, you know, they they say there's no point crying over spilled milk. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But yeah, yeah, we won. We won the game. Like I said, a lot of the Steelers faithful was upset that we didn't drop at least twenty four points, which I believe we should have. But hey, I love what we see. Like it was complete one eighty from what we saw, what we've seen in the previous weeks. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's switch sides of the ball real quick. Let's switch sides of the ball. Defense, man. The defense only <laughs> allowed 10 points. Um, TJ Watt, he ate. 
um, Cam eight. You know, Nick Herbert get, he ended up getting a sack. Um, High Smith with the pressure. High Smith pressure. QB hits. Um, Atlanta Roberts still leading the uh, guys in tackles, holding it down in the middle. Uh, Keanu Benton still doing what he's doing. And Trenton Thompson continuing to play well, getting the interception. Well, he That's my guy. Kind of low key could have been his second interception since he's been playing with us, but uh, you know he didn't get it last week. But this week he ended up getting one, and it only makes it look good going forward. Man, how y'all feel about the defense? Oh yeah, and Joey <laughs> Porter Jr. did. You know he strapped. He strapped. He strapped. He strapped. Up, he strapped. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he strapped Chase, man. He strapped him because he. Uh, I want to say for. About 87, 85% of the snaps that Joey Porter was out there, he was on Jamar Chase. So he strapped yeah. him, you know. But how y'all feel about yeah, the defense was- performance? I mean, the, the defense really doesn't need any introduction. I mean, they did what I said they were going to do. And the thing is, even though we didn't get um, to face Joe Burrow, which a lot of people are holding that against us, but hey, we can't control who gets injured and who doesn't. They're still, you know, a a pretty high power offense. Just look at all the weapons. And their running game was damn near not existent. We completely shut that running game down. All they had was the passing game to go off of. I mean, of course, you know, Jamar Chase got his little catch. You know, of course, he's going to get his yards regardless. I mean, he's an elite wide receiver for a reason. But you know, our defense did more than their share of the work. You know, holding an offense like that to 10 points, that's amazing. That says a lot about us when we can do that to a top offense. And if we can do that to them, then who knows what else we can do down the stretch. Right. I feel like this is what we could have been doing all along if our offense was was producing and and sustaining drives. Like our num- the numbers to our defense is, is kind of a uh, uh, misleading because they on the field all the damn time. If right. they wasn't right. on the field all the damn time, it, it wouldn't look like the way it looked. But my guy Trent Thompson, the dude, uh, uh, I can't, I keep, I'll keep messing his name up. Middle linebacker number thirty eight, Michael. Like my cop, my cat, Michael Walker, yeah, Michael, him and Trent Thompson balling, both of them balling, and then and they stepped right in and just played elite football for us in two games in a row. Um, I feel like Thompson has proven more value to the team than Neil to me. The pass rush, do what it did. You know what I'm saying? We already knew the pass rush was going to do what they was going to do, to be completely honest with you. Benton was a big factor. I'm going to put, I'm gonna put another name out there. Lurry O. I call him Lurry O. Lurry O was would played a very solid game without getting all, a lot of the headlines. He played a very solid game. I was so glad that they stuffed the run. This is like the fourth, fifth week in a row that we ain't been really giving up nothing against the run. I, I love that. I love it. We ain't got to add the safety to the box to stop the run. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Normally, you feel me, I do on a podcast, I do top three, bottom two, right? Mm. This is what I mean, top three. I'm talking about the top three Pittsburgh Steelers. It can be players. It can be coaches. It can be the water boy. Who cares? As long as it was they, you know, you feel like they they position was the top three. And then the bottom two is the bottom two. 
self-explanatory. Two Steelers, mm-hmm. whether it's coach or player, that you felt did not live up to expectations in this game. Um, I'm gonna give you guys a couple seconds. You feel me? Get y'all together. I'm gonna go ahead with mine with the top, and then we'll once you know you two give y'all top threes. You feel me? Then we're gonna gr- run it back with the you know bottom two, right? So here I go with my top three. Coming at number three for me, it would have to be Mister. Trent Thompson. He would have to get number three. I felt like that pick was a game changer. It was significant. And other than that, he was making his tackle. Like he was getting tackled too. He was making plays. But that interception was significant. And I felt like without that interception, don't really know how the game would have panned out, you know? So I got him coming mm-hmm. at number three. Number two, I'm going to have to go with Pistol Pat Fryer move, man. Nine catches for 120. Uh, killing in the middle of the field. Eating. If he had a touchdown, he'll be number one. Right? Mm-hmm. But number one goes to the guy that if he only has one sack, we call that a down game. Mm-hmm. DJ. DJ Watt. Two sacks. <laughs> One of them was a strip strip sack, wrecked the game. Alex Highsmith was doing his thing, but he didn't get home, unfortunately, this week. But I don't hold that against him because he he's a reason he plays a part. And sometimes uh, will TJ get a sack? You feel me? Because the quarterback would see Alex Highsmith like, oh, sh- go ahead and run into TJ. You feel me? But um, I think TJ was just dominant, man. He was dominant in both run, pass, game. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't think you can go wrong with the top three. I feel like y'all top threes probably won't be similar, maybe similar. I ain't going to put the pressure on y'all. But whoever want to go next, you can go next with y'all top threes. Oh, this is a no-brainer. Number three, I'm going to go ahead and say oh, this is an underrated pick. Number three is actually Najee Harris. I'm proud of what Najee has done as far as the run the game in the last couple of games he actually okay. showed off in this game and the thing is a lot of people have been so unfairly critical of him people say that he shouldn't be starting over warren i disagree he proved disagree. his in the game so i was really really proud of him number two for me he's got to be tj Watt. i mean the dude's an animal i mean th- there's no doubt about it you know just look at our record last year alone with him and then without him i mean <laughs> you know tj Watt makes us the majority of our offense of our uh, defense and you know if you need a splash clutch play he's your guy for me, number one was Pat Frymuth. Welcome back. What a what a way to welcome himself back, you know, with, with that performance that he put on. I mean, he's proved to be our security blanket. He's our Mr. Re- he's our modern day Heath Miller, aka Mr. Reliable. He might not be that fast, but you know, he might not be, you know, a flashy receiver slash um tight end, but he's got reliable hands. And you know, he can break some tackles and he never drops a pass. So there's my top three. All right. So my top three is going to be definitely different from y'all's. My number three is Roberts. You name Roberts for getting that front seven where they need to be. He The last two games, honestly, um, since he got the green dot, he's been playing great for us in that in that middle. Um, so he, he get number three for me. Number two, 
Pat Fire move. It's no, I cannot have him in the top three the way he played. But I felt like that that was a long time coming. It could have been, been it could have been had happened, man. Do y'all know before this game he had nine catches for sixty yards for the season? <laughs> for the season, he killed that shit in one game. Um, yeah. so he's number two. Number one will be Swartz, the the, the play caller. I will put him Sullivan. as my number. There's some Sullivan. I yeah. keep calling about. I keep messing this name up, man. Yeah. But he's number—he's number one, man, because uh, his play calling, man, was elite. He kept the Bengals defense all balanced the entire game, and the tempo was great. And he—I I just feel like I didn't just feel like I saw the same plays over and over again. You know what I mean? And the fact that he—he he had them going to the middle of the field. I don't know if that was a, a him thing or a Kenny Pickett thing, but it, it, it was it was wild that they ran skinny post to Farmu in the middle of the field and split the safeties. That been there the entire year, and I was glad to see him do it. But his play calling was major. And I think we all three of us agree. If he wasn't calling the game, three, and, and it was still calling the game, that's uh, a potential we might have lost. <laughs> For real. For real, for real. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. I like that. And with this game, low key, a top three. It, it was so many people that could have went in the top three. You know, you could have made a case. Well, I think the only one I was like icing on the cake for real could be TJ and uh, Pat. But you can add anybody in there from, you know, um, even Joey Porter Jr. or, you know. Like Cam Hayward, like you can you can aim you can name a lot of guys in that top three, but bottom two. Now bottom two for me, this it's is tricky. tough. It's tough to try to find out. Like yo, man, who's the bottom two? But I do have one. You feel me? I do have one. I got one. I got two. I got one. I'm gonna have to go with one because I really can't. You know what? I got two. I got. I got two. two. I got two. I, got I just two. thought because <laughs> because certain things you just can't do. Certain things you yeah. can't do. All right, yeah. coming at number two, I got Jalen Warren, man. Mm. Just because he fumbled the ball, you cannot fumble the ball, man. That ah. fumble, low key. Could, if it wasn't for Connor Hayward. And it was a faster guy that picked that ball up, that would have changed the game. And we don't know how we would have responded to that. You feel me? That could have been significant. So, you know, I might have to throw them at throw him at bottom two. Other than that, he did good. But when it comes to running back, especially Pittsburgh still in running backs, you gotta remember, man, we had Le'Veon Bell that he probably fumbled two times in his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You feel me? Uh, outside of Jerome Bettis fumbling at, in the, um, against the Colts in the playoff game, he ain't really he fumbling barely... like that either. Willie Parker, yeah. he kind of fumbled a little bit, but you accepted that because he was fast as hell. You feel me? Yeah. And I don't want to name nobody in between because forget them. But, 
<laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, you know, but, but Le'Veon set the standard, especially of, of a Mike Tomlin's stiller team. Le'Veon Bell set that standard. You cannot fumble that rock. And Jalen Warren, Warren fumbled a rock, you know, but I'm just saying it's tough to put two people in the bottom two, but I had to. And since he fumbled, he got that, right? But number one to me has to go to Calvin Austin. Oh, yeah. Oh, you Calvin kinda, yeah. Austin hasn't been able to be effective in the positions that we put him in, expecting him to be effective in. Like effective, excuse me. Um, as far as kick re- not kick return, punt return, we're not getting what we're looking for. We're not getting what we're looking for. Um, and I'm just talking about this game. We didn't get what we was looking for. His opportunities okay. in this game on offense, he didn't capitalize, man. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's tough. It was tough to pick a bottom two because I felt like almost everyone played pretty well. But um, those two guys I can critique. If I had to throw critique out there, it would be for Jalen Warren and Calvin Austin, man. Go ahead, Dre. All right, yeah, this is easy for me. Number two, like I said, and one of them, you know, it, it, it does hurt me to say this because I actually like him. It is Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin, he's my number two. Like, eh, because I did expect to see him more in the receiving game because um, I think it still is a good idea to keep him as a punt slash kick returner. He just needs to get better looks because the dude is a flyer. Dude is a speedster. If he breaks loose, he's going. He's arguably one of the fastest guys in the field. It's just that, you know, this game was just a tad bit sloppy for him. And that's the only real criticism of him I had. He's still a pretty solid player, and he will make sp- he will make splash plays as they come. But this one, he kind of underperformed. And number one, y'all kind of predicted this one, DeMonte Casey, because he, he still keeps getting burned. I'll tell you what you need to do with him. Keep him at the Mike Hilton role. He does not need to be in coverage. Use him as a blitzing D-back. Blitz, he needs to, you know, keep him as a nickel. Keep him as a slot. Have him spy some of those runs. If not, if, if, if you know, you can't keep him in deep coverage because he still gets torched. Have him play center field or have him blitz. So, yeah, that's my two. Okay. That's like dope. your two. That's Especially cool. the number one. I've said that a lot this year, but I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Um, my number, my number two, going to be Jaden Warren for fumbling. Um, I felt like Cincinnati keyed him a lot after having that game against Cleveland. So the minute he came in the game, I felt like all eyes was on him. You know what I mean? So, but you can't, you can't fumble the football, man. Uh, he number two. Number one, I gotta go with Mason Cole. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going. I'm not going super bash him because I think I thought he played better than normal, um, in that game. But I seen some plays where he got absolutely blown up. <laughs> we was at the bar laughing at some of the joints, but it was it was. I was like, God damn! Like Cole was getting smashed sometimes. <laughs> so I, I I had to put him number one. I wish I could go back and, and go back. I might have to watch the game again and, and see if I can catch them moments. But I swear, he has some joints where he got obliterated. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we can pick out some. Cause Jones got beat a couple of times in that game yeah. too. That was the first time I really seen him get beat like back to back times. But you know, I'm about to hear the Tomlinism. Such is life in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> Where, where 
appreciate y'all for that, man. Top three, bottom two, man. You know, you got more than one list. So we going to move on to the news that has been killing since I woke up this morning. Yeah. Uh, number 18, Deontay Johnson has been getting hell since I woke up this morning. For no fucking reason, bro. Uh, I can, I can kind of <laughs> tell that we might have different perspectives here. So this is interesting. We're going to finish this show with this topic here. But mm-hmm. look, Deontay Johnson is getting a lot of flack for not attempting to, you know, get the fumble or make the tackle and put an effort to make the tackle. He's like he's just walking towards the sideline. Um, he he said that. What he said? He said that he was, you know, he didn't see, he wasn't looking that way, you know, he was just blocking or whatever. You know, I think the last part is verbatim. He said blocking or whatever. Right, yeah. we, we look at the clip, he's not blocking at all, so we got that right there, too. You know, but just putting that all out there, they like to break. Then they, I want to say the story about him and Minka getting into it was yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah, or two yeah. days ago, as far as like the news was, starting to come out it about was, it. It was after it the was, Cleveland game, but yeah, the news started to heat up yesterday, I feel like, before mm-hmm. the game. So it's kind of like this is this it's like a snowball effect with Deontay Johnson right now, man. Um I'm gonna start with Dred, cause I think cause a little earlier we heard a little bit of how uh Money Mitch feel about it. So I'm gonna get Dred's yeah. perspective first on how you feel about 18, man. What's going on and what do you feel like should happen? I think he's getting a little bit too much flack. And the thing is, I've you know you would think this is weird coming from me because I've been super super critical of him, uh, and I would go on record to say a couple of years, I think it was a year or two ago when I said this in a podcast. I said I think that they should have got rid of him instead of Chase Claypool. But the thing is, is the only Woo-hoo! yeah, I know that's a, I know that's a hot take. That's a hot take. I know. But anyway, uh, the only thing he could do better than Chase Claypool is route running. Chase Claypool, can't. you don't think so? We can no, do no, a whole- no, 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 no. I, he's a way better uh, uh, route runner than Chase. His name is Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you- a better route runner than Chase. But the only thing is Chase Claypool got on him is size. He's 6'5", 240. He's tight end. He's tight end size. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I, I still do think he's getting a little bit too much flack. I mean, as far as him getting into it with um with Minka, uh, boy. As far as disciplinary action, I mean, the thing is, and Lord knows when Minka, hopefully he comes back in like the next game or two, but we'll see about that. Um, I think that, you know, Mike Tomlin should step in. I mean, Mike Tomlin is a player's coach, but, you know, he does have to, you know, step in because guess what? You don't want this to turn, you don't want this little tiny spark to turn into a big ass forest fire because we've seen what happened with that in the locker room in the past. So, you know, you might want to go ahead and nip this in the bud, Mike. So, yeah, but like I, said, I don't really hold it against him too much, especially because guess what? Right now, we're winning. We don't need any extra locker room BS. Yeah. That's what that's that's where it goes. So, we whatever keeps us whatever, winning, man. Yeah, we're winning right now, so we don't need any extra BS holding us back. But anyway, that's my thoughts on that. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead, mate. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> you all laughing at you, man. Oh, uh, so I I agree with Dre. The flack is stupid to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can go around the league and see receivers doing stuff like that on a regular basis, bro. Like that's that's almost a normal thing. Was he blocking? No, he wasn't. Um, did he probably not see the fumble? I'm pretty sure he didn't. I was watching the game, and I didn't think it was a fumble. A lot of everybody I was sitting with didn't think it was a fumble. If you if you span the play out, Roderick Jones didn't think it was a fumble. Sider Moore didn't think it was a fumble. It was a lot of people that was standing around like it was about to go back to the huddle or something. But no one thought it was a fumble. You know what I'm saying? So him catching flat for that to me is bogus. But – I'm so used to it in our in our fan base, bro. We we yeah. catch a narrative and we go run with it. Yeah, and but, once once again, we always get the BS into those calls. Yeah, but then, but then we another, never benefit. So, so what's to your point to what you were saying? Mike Tomlin don't have to jump in this time because it's already been nipped in the bud. Cam and TJ stepped in and killed it, and it it didn't happen after this game. It happened. After the Cleveland game, and after the Cleveland game, everybody was frustrated. You know what I mean? That's what that's what prompted the Najee in uh interview, and and everything. Like all that stuff was frustration. You didn't hear none of that coming out of the locker room after after this game right here. And I feel like like Pittsburgh media do a lot of the times, man. They take I ain't gonna say Pittsburgh media because I haven't really seen a lot of the Pittsburgh actual media talking about this. I've been seeing. Like other bloggers and stuff, gassing it, gassing it, they gassing it. Killed them on first take this morning. They killed. Yeah, them. I saw Ryan Clock, Ryan Clock. But see, that's when I'm, that was the one big media outlet that I seen talk about it. But we won the game. Ryan Clock also said that he was excited about the offense and the potential of what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he he said that and he actually talked about the game. It's people that are like on that narrative. And they running with that thing. Like they they going like it supersede what happened in the football what happened happened in the football game is that we won it. And he had four catches for 50 yards. I don't know. How many, how many yards did Pickett end up with? Because I know he had like three or four catches. I think he had about like 50, 58. Like 50 Let me see. It was um three catches for 58 yards. Both of them got targets. deep. It's my it's my point. Both of them got deep plays down the field. Firm move, crushing in the middle. That should be the the footnote. Now that's talking about a play that was very insignificant. And 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 the reason why I say it's insignificant because remember, Cincinnati scored on that possession. Remember, yeah. that was the only touchdown they got. The only reason they got that touchdown was because of the fumble. But the fumble didn't have nothing to do with Deontay. You see what I'm saying? And for them to be bashing him, you would think he was the one who fumbled the football. I don't hear no one talking about the Warren, the, the fact that Warren fumbled it. They're not yeah. even talking about that. So I, I think it's I think it's not even worth talking about to me. I, yeah. I like my man in them. I'm getting ready for the Cardinals. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about a play that didn't mean nothing. Yeah, I think y'all trying y'all think they trying to uh, paint a narrative on Deontay so he can get They've been trying three years. They've been trying yeah, to do that. Years, but yeah, they when, got chased. Yeah, they got chased up out of here. They're like, Well, 
if you know if this keeps going on with him not being able to stay healthy and with the you know the so-called locker room drama they might try to get him out of here the trick see now now chase thing was what he kind of did this a lot of that to itself so you know he, he went on a couple of podcasts talking and and he, when you go on a podcast to start talking talking on my top five receiver i'm this and i'm that and then he's saying, I'm not getting the ball. We need more music in the locker room. All this other little weird shit that he had going on, bro. That was that was what kind of wrote his demise. Then he's not producing on the field. That yeah. kind of well, made- he was been double teamed a lot. So that's the reason why his production dropped because he had a killer rookie year. So now it's like, okay, now he's being targeted. So it's like, okay, all we got to do is just double team him. He can't. I mean, he can make most contested. He is. He's not really a good route runner. He can't get separation, but he can get contested jump balls. But that's the reason why Chase Claypool like didn't really, you know, his production drop. It's like, okay, all we gotta do is double team this guy. Hey, Dred, go back yeah. and look. He wasn't getting double teamed. You know the problem. You know what the problem? You know what the problem was? They only ran him on certain routes because he couldn't run the routes. He only read. We only think about it. He only really ran like two routes. A streak route. Yeah. He run a, and he run and he run a drag. Those those the the main two routes he ran. But he can make contested catches though. But like that's the thing. Like he was hard to beat contested, you know, as far as contest yeah, contested catches. He stopped doing that too, though. You yeah, yeah that's why he stopped doing that too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was the reason he ended up ultimately going getting off the team. If he was making them because remember what was it? I think it was last year, like early in the year, they kept trying to throw on contested balls. Man, he never was coming up. I was like, what the hell is wrong with Claypool? Yeah, he's a completely different player than what we saw his rookie year. Hell yeah, but you know why though? He wasn't putting the work in. Yeah. I know wasn't what putting the work now. The line. I mean, not the line, but yeah, the Dolphins. He with the Dolphins, but he ain't getting no bump. All right. All right. So that's enough of that, right? So yeah. <laughs> look, I'm going to wrap this Deontay thing up right here, man. I feel like what I saw on camera from Deontay Johnson, this is what he do. Deontay Johnson sometimes take a playoff. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not Antonio Brown. Everybody is not a Julio Jones. Everybody is not a T.O. Everybody's not one of these guys that's going to go. Some people are Randy Moss. That might take a playoff. You feel me? Amari Cooper, when he was in um, Dallas, he was yeah. taking plays off. You know, Deontay Johnson is one of those guys that'll take a playoff. Sometimes it may not be as far as the pass game, but like as far as running the ball and stuff like that, when you know for a fact you don't really gotta block this dude like that to get a couple yards, he gonna take that playoff. You know, right. so I was just like, hey, oh, that's just one of those moments. Can I add to what you just said? Go ahead. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. He was on the ground when he didn't block. I, I guarantee you, if if Warren would have broke away and took off down the sideline where Deontay was. I guarantee you he'd have been blocking. You see what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. But but the play was over. Like he walked away. Like, you know what I mean? But you can look across the league to your point. You can look. I don't think I think he is one of them guys. He's not like a guy who's gonna block all the time. A B didn't do that all the time. Jerry Rice didn't do it all the time. Randy Moss, Chris Clark. We can go down a line of, of all time great receivers. Who what who didn't do that every play? You know what I mean? They we compare every Stiller receiver to Heinz Ward. Yeah. As far as as far as the modern Stiller fan. 
know, and I understand why, bro, because everybody don't. You know how I many dudes that are Hall of Famers they can't hold Heinz Ward jock strap when it comes to blocking. I'm just being best, honest. Best blocking and, receiver ever. Yeah, man. He's one of the Heinz best blockers. Salute the Heinz Ward. Salute to you fellas, man. We at the end of the show, man. Appreciate y'all. This thing goes by so fast, man. It's like a regular convo. It's like the, we in a barbershop, you feel me? But yeah, <laughs> still for seven podcast episode one twenty five is in the books, man. Appreciate Dread, appreciate Money, Mitch. You know, if it's enough yes, time, y'all, y'all shout out y'all. You feel me? Y'all handles and whatnot. If it's enough time, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Dreadman, Dreadman five four zero on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you guys for having me. I'm out tonight. Salute. Peace out. Mad Full Sports Podcast every Wednesday night, IG Live. Peace. It's a new season, baby. Stills for seven podcasts. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's not a gang, it's a gang, it's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division. Super Bowl, let's win it. <laughs>